It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, A Dangerous Road. And our scripture reference is taken from Romans chapter 9, verses 6 through 13. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. I want to connect two passages of scripture today. They're not inherently connected, but don't worry. Making them work together requires little literary gymnastics. The Revised Common Lectionary may have done the hard work for us. Romans can be difficult to read. There's no other book of the Bible I read slower. I tend to reread every sentence or two whenever I read it. The only other time I do that is when I'm reading a bunch of names in the Old Testament. Today's passage is from Romans 9. I read it twice to ensure I read it right. Just before, Paul acknowledged the great sorrow and unceasing anguish of his heart. What burdened him so much? He feared his people, Israel, did not know the good news of Christ. God gave them the blessed promise of the Messiah's coming. They did not receive it. And what's worse, they rejected it. Paul was willing to curse himself if it meant his people would know Jesus. I appreciated hearing someone's advice this week. It centered on connecting people to mission. Often, leaders must convince others to join in on accomplishing a task. That conversation boils down to something like this. Are you willing to do this? No, you're not? Okay, well, what about this? Still no? Would you be able to do this? There's a better form of a question to develop that helps connect people to a mission's priority. Get people to answer this question. What are you willing to do? That gets people to acknowledge their level of participation. They'll have to be honest about their desire to fulfill the shared mission. It's apparent what Paul was willing to do. His convictions and actions blessed the church. What he acknowledged was that there were many of God's people who did not follow Christ. The ones who should have understood what God was doing didn't. That didn't mean, however, God's promise failed. There were others who came later who did receive it. As Paul explains in today's passage, that is a biblical concept. For the apostle, believing Christ to be the Messiah was the sign of faithfulness. That is essential to our faith as well. For those who profess Jesus as Lord, we have a sign to determine our willingness to follow him faithfully. And here's the connection. I won't tell you it's the only one. That is to say, this is not the only verse that speaks to our faithfulness to Christ. You can even make the argument the verse I'm lifting up doesn't even have Jesus in mind. You'd be sort of right. In Psalm 145, the psalmist affirms God's desire to help his people in need. We can look up to God and know he will provide. He goes on to say this about God. He fulfills the desire of all who fear him. He also hears their cry 
and saves them. We've talked before about what it means to fear God. I've already written too much today to expand on that more, but let's consider that it's one thing to know and talk about fearing God and another to actually live according to what you know. I sense that Paul feels like there were too many of God's people who relied on who they knew they were, God's people. Yes, that is a great identity, but it comes with a calling to fear the Lord. We face the same temptation to rely on our ideas of righteousness, to take pride in who we know we are and the things we've done for the Lord. Be careful, friend. That is a dangerous road. So how do you keep from succumbing to such an empty faith? Make sure you fear the Lord. Are you willing to do that? Stay blessed.